This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, April 9th, and let's talk about the forecast over the weekend. Well, we're going to have quite a contrast. We'll have some very chilly conditions, but also some sun. Lots of snow in the mountains, but I think we have a big change coming up this week. Well, today we have partly cloudy skies this morning. There's some residual fog, but clouds are starting to move in to the northwest side of the state. And this is associated with an approaching front an extremely strong front that has cold air behind it. Now, we've been cooler than normal for many of the days of of the last week, and that's because we've had this La Nina situation continuing. And on Friday night, tonight, and Saturday morning, an extremely strong front will come through, bringing in very much unseasonably cold temperatures. So the front will make landfall sometime this evening, And so we'll see rain spreading across the region overnight. And that will be rain here in the lowlands. But the freezing level is going to drop enough that I'm expecting quite a bit of snow in the mountains, 6 to 12 inches, depending where you are. The freezing level will plummet uh, tonight and tomorrow morning down to maybe 1,000 feet. So there could even be some mixed snow in the higher hills around here. Now, this front with a big temperature gradient, associated with it also will bring strong winds and so this afternoon and this evening the winds will pick up from the south over much of western washington gusting up to 20 to 30 miles per hour almost everywhere and some locations particularly near the water maybe 30 to 40 miles per hour so it's definitely going to get breezy the front's going to move through tomorrow morning saturday morning And then I expect a convergence zone to form north of Seattle during the morning hours. I don't think it'll last a long time, but you'll have a little precipitation holding on. Showers will continue on the western slopes of the Cascades, probably into the early afternoon. And I expect enough snow that it'll be quite slippery in the the passes, uh, could even slow down uh, travel. Another issue will be strong winds on the eastern side of the Cascades. As the front moves by and the winds push across, I expect winds to gust to 30 to 50 miles per hour in some locations on the eastern slopes of the Cascades, extending as far out as Vantage. Now, as we get into Sunday, things start changing. A ridge of high pressure starts building over the eastern Pacific. And what will happen is Sunday will be precipitation-free, but it will start off quite cold. Now, if you have any kind of vulnerable plants, watch out Sunday morning because we'll have cold air, the winds will have died down, and sub-freezing temperatures will be all over western Washington. They'll be 20s away from the water. So if you have any kind of plants that are vulnerable to freezing, protect them for the Saturday to Sunday morning period. Sunday morning particularly, that's when you'll have to worry. Now, Sunday will be a cool day, uh, maybe only getting up into the lower 50s, by the way, Saturday will only get up to the upper 40s, so Saturday's going to be quite a cold day. I mean, we should be about 10 degrees warmer than that this time of the year. Uh, Sunday, getting up to maybe the mid-50s, still below normal, but then things start changing. High pressure builds northward into the eastern Pacific, 
And that's going to not only end any chance of precipitation, but that's going to cause high pressure to build to the east of us, resulting in easterly or offshore flow. That will slowly but surely warm us up next week. And it will start in the upper 50s on Monday. But as the atmosphere warms and the easterly flow increases, we should see temperatures climbing probably into the into the mid-60s by Wednesday and Thursday. And by the end of the week, we could be in the upper 60s. Um, next weekend, we could even have a few, few places in western Washington getting into the low 70s. So this is going to be the first shot of warmth that we've experienced for a while. Now, this pattern looks very stable. We have the ridge over us, and we have two troughs on the side. This is called a Rex block. So it looks like we'll get into a stable situation of warm, sunny, and and really completely precipitation-free uh, weather. So a lot to look forward to, but keep in mind the snow in the mountains uh, tonight, tomorrow morning, the very cold temperatures, unusually cold temperatures Sunday morning, and the winds that we'll, we'll, we'll feel later this afternoon here in Seattle. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Well, in this session, I would like to talk about the collapsing La Nina that's going on right now and the implications for our weather and West Coast weather for the upcoming year. Let's start with La Nina 101. It's all about the tropical Pacific. The temperatures of the surface waters of the central and eastern tropical Pacific go through a cycle that takes roughly four to seven years. This is known as the El Nino Southern Oscillation, ENSO for short. And this back and forth between colder and warmer waters in the upper ocean is the result of a complex interaction between the atmosphere and the ocean. Now, in general, sea surface temperatures are warmer over the Western Pacific around Indonesia. And this is known as the warm pool. With cooler ocean temperatures, still warm, but cooler ocean temperatures to the east in the tropical Pacific. But this situation is not static. It does change. Sometimes the Easterly trade winds, and I should remind you, easterly means winds from the east. Sometimes the easterly trade winds in the tropics are stronger than normal, and the warm water is pushed westward, strengthening and deepening the warm pool, and actually cooling the waters in the eastern part of the tropical Pacific. This is La Nina. At other times of the year, the trade winds weak, or are the times the trade winds weaken, and the warm water that is piled up in that warm pool surges eastward. Now that is called El Nino. And the years between these extremes are called the neutral or Lanada years. Now in some sense, you can imagine the Pacific as a huge bathtub with water sloshing back and forth. So on the years where the water sloshes towards the west, that is La Nina. When the water sloshes the other way, it's El Nino. So there's a really good analog between this bathtub, water sloshing back and forth, 
and El Nino and La Nina. So that's something you should keep in mind. Now, during the past winter, we have been in La Nina conditions with the sea surface temperatures of the Central Pacific as much as two degrees centigrade colder than normal. That's like four degrees Fahrenheit. And there have been impacts of this cold water for the entire Northern Hemisphere. During La Nina years, high pressure, known as ridging, is enhanced over the Northeast Pacific. And having a ridge of high pressure over that region results in cool northerly flow coming down out of the Arctic over the Pacific Northwest. Now, the eastern Pacific high that builds during La Nina years also tends to push the jet stream, the storm-laden current of strong winds in the upper troposphere. It tends to push the jet stream to the north, which dries out California and the southwest United States. And this winter has been true to form for a La Nina winter. California has had an unusually dry winter with below normal snowpack, some places as low as 30% of normal, and in dry conditions. There haven't been many atmospheric rivers coming into California this, this, pe- this past several months, uh, and that results in much less precipitation. In contrast, up here in the Northwest, La Nina has brought us cooler than normal temperatures and enough disturbances coming through from the North that our snowpack has ended up well above normal. A lot of places in the Northwest were 130 to 150 percent of normal snowpack. So we have plenty of water and snow, but that's not true in California. But everything is changing now. La Nina is weakening rapidly. The waters in the Central Pacific have gone from roughly two degrees centigrade below normal to only about a half degree centigrade below normal right now. And things are changing quickly. Warm water has invaded below the surface, and it's a matter of time before that mixes up to the surface, basically ending La Nina completely. Now, our computer simulation models, some simulating the actual evolution of the ocean currents and others basically statistical in nature, are nearly universally going for a weakening of La Nina and a return to near-normal conditions in the tropical Pacific. We're talking about temperatures that are within about a half degree centigrade of normal. But to be sure about what's going to happen the rest of the year, we need to wait. Forecasts made in spring are often unreliable. But by midsummer, time we get to July, we should know for sure what the next winter will look like, which is extremely important, of course. At this point, the best guidance from our model suggests that it is probable, highly probable, that the current La Nina is over and, and we will be in neutral conditions, maybe slightly cooler than normal, but near neutral conditions next winter. Now, this is great news for California, which has had its second dry winter in a row. So if we went to neutral conditions, there's much more chance of California getting atmospheric rivers and having a more normal snowpack. Now, California has massive reservoir capacity, multi-year storage capacity, and they can get through a few dry winters. But the situation would become much more serious if dry conditions continued for a third year. 
Well, I hope you enjoy learning about El Nino and La Nina, and we'll watch this summer what will happen so we'll know what next winter will bring. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.